Um, good, good stuff. Uh, are you guys ready to? How are we, how are we vis a vis preparedness? Do we do we have all of our programs running and all of the information we need at hand? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm almost there myself. I gotta pan myself to the left and you guys to the right so I can, you know, record us all separately on tracks. Ba ba da ba ba da ba sound check. Ba da ba ba da ba ba melee. Smash Brothers Melee. Beautiful. It's working, guys. It's working. It's alive. Cool. Um, I got Craig recording. I got myself recording. I got a book of secrets and a book of lies. So I think we're good to go. Oh, no. Let me do that. Wow. How'd it go? Inconclusive. It's a 9.3 out of 10. Hey. Are you guys good to go? Already. I don't see why now. You don't see why. All right, hold on. Let me get you guys a little bit higher in my speaker just because this is... Um, you guys are both a little quiet right now. Get me higher. Your volume knob keeps lifting me higher. <laughs> All right. I can right. be I'm... your volume, babe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ready? Ooh. <laughs> Welcome to the A for No, B for Yes podcast, the Zelda theme podcast where we go chapter by chapter through the game, currently deep diving into Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, last episode, we didn't talk about Tears of the Kingdom at all. Nope. Uh, the episode before that, we talked about Kilton. We talked about some stable stuff. Um, but this episode, we are talking about the Lucky Clover Gazette and its 11 grand missions. Uh, I'm Ryan Fonzi, and I got new Christmas socks on, and with me, as always... I'm Cameron Hagee, that book you left 1.5 times not read. And I'm Anthony, hear ye, hear ye, I'm a newspaper boy, I'm working, I'm working over here for the Lucky Clover. Hey, got some stuff, some news. Do you want to hear it? (laughs) Extra, extra, read all about it. Your phone's not charged. Oh no. Hi Rule News, when do you get your tablet? Wow. Alright, so as previously stated, and as alluded to with Anthony's wonderful identity reveal, we are covering the Lucky Clover Gazette. 
famously kicked off by Penn, the Pelican Rito, uh, who's, you know, Pelican just looking for scoops. It's a whole thing. He tells us that we can go up towards the, uh, the Rito village, the, uh, you know, the Rito stable there has been taken over by the Lucky Clover Gazette. And when we go there, we can meet... Is it Tracy? Yes, Tracy, who was the rumor mill character from Breath of the Wild, who is now owning a stable and has converted it into a newspaper printing press. I don't even know. You don't see the machine or anything. You just, you know, trust that these stories are going out. Uh, and she has a business offer for you that's kind of a win-win in Link's book because he gets to, one, investigate the whereabouts of Princess Zelda, and two, uh, work for an actual reward, which is the frog suit that allows you to climb on sticky surfaces. And Zelda's been seen everywhere. Zelda. It's not just, it's not just, oh, she's over by Kakariko, or it's, no, it's everywhere. Yeah. Which is odd. So this mission will take you to every stable in the game, each one hosting its own very special try-to-find-Zelda-in-this-spot mission. <laughs> uh, if that sounds like it's not going to work, uh, spoiler, it's not. Uh, because, you know, we've, we're already going on this, this huge epic across all of the major cities in the game in order to find Zelda, and we didn't even find her there. So, yeah... Probably not at Woodland Stable, but we're gonna find out anyways. We're gonna find out. We're gonna we're gonna uncover the mystery. Um, so yeah, a couple of these we have talked about before in passing in other episodes. So maybe only you know eight or nine of these eleven that we're gonna talk about are all the way new. But that being said, we did want to have an episode just to cover this whole escapade because you know it's pretty serious. Uh, we're gonna follow the adventure log order. Uh, from top to bottom. So it starts with the beckoning woman, and we'll kind of go from there. Just a full disclaimer, not everyone on the podcast has played all of these missions, and a lot of our memories might be a little bit shoddy on some of the finer details, but we have the general scope and the general purpose of what these missions were um, and have our memories to rely on in this episode. <laughs> so yeah, so for this one, for the beckoning woman, it takes place at the outskirts stable. We find out from Penn. Normally, all of these missions start out with talking to Penn. He's at each stable, and he gives you a quick brief of what you're after. And he leads you in the direction of this woman who claims that she knows where Zelda is. So you can follow her. Um, but before we do, I just want to make a note. This woman that is placed here is the character model of Rolera. If you don't know who Rolera is, I've talked about her it both in this season and in the Breath of the Wild season as the windmill woman from Hateno, uh, who is actually from Lurelin and moved to Hateno and then moves back to Lurelin. In this game, she's wearing like a mushroom outfit because, you know, she's from Hateno. Uh -huh. um, but in Breath of the Wild, she was just wearing regular village clothes and they just took that exact model and made it this beckoning woman unnamed character. So if you're like me and you know who it is, you're like, why is Rolera suddenly <laughs> unnamed for this mission? And it's mad suspicious. <laughs> what is this woman doing? She's got a second life going on. Yeah. 
So you follow her around. She's like, oh, it's just over this way. And she like leads you all the way up a mountainside. And then she's like, oh, it's just over there on that opposite cliff. <laughs> and you have to like fly all the way over to a separate cliff. And she's just kind of over there like, yeah, hurry up. I'm over here now. Come like just this way. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get across a chasm in the middle of this pursuit? Like what is happening? Well, we find out what's happening when we get over there. Uh, this is actually a member of the Yiga clan. Bum, bum. Mm. And they were never planning on helping you find Zelda anyway. They were just hoping to exploit Link's his one weakness that is Zelda. In they must have to, to trick also him been hoping to never win because you know you don't just challenge Link on your own without any help or backup. Well, I think it nope. actually was an ambush situation. He ended up having like three or four dudes with him, but you know. I mean, we we've dealt with Koga go. every time we've met him through Breath of the Wild and this game. Yeah. So, they need to bring more. Yeah. So when we defeat the Yiga, we can go back and tell Penn about it. And he says he's going to report the whole thing back to Tracy. Um, I wish I remembered how many of these missions you have to do before you end up getting any of the rewards. I, th- Ooh. I wanted to say it was 333, but... Yeah, with 11 missions, I don't think it's quite like that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Well, we can look it up. <laughs> we can look it up. Uh, so that's just the first one, though. Uh, every time you want to know where to go next, and honestly, I don't know if the adventure log order is the same order that Tracy will send you, um, but Penn only is visiting one stable at a time, it seems, or at least that's what the game would lead you to believe. If you can't find him, or you keep going to the same stable that you've already done, you just can't remember which stable you haven't done yet, go back to the Lucky Clover, and Tracy will tell you where Penn should be right now. Like, she'll name the stable and tell you about where to find it. Um, He's like, oh yeah, Penn should be right about here somewhere. And that can just kind of lead you along this mission. So the first Uh, one turns out to be Eagle Eyes. I'm going to try to keep track of these. Okay. I have them, I actually have them sorted out here by which ones... Are Yiga lies <laughs> are yeah. done by Hylians, but the Hylian one could be split into two other categories, and we can kind of go over that after. But... Are we going in order of all the Yiga lies first? Actually, no. Okay. Doing the that. next one on the list is Gourmet's Gone Missing. Uh, this, if you uh, head over to the Riverside Stable... Uh, you can find Penn, who tells you that the people at the stable have been waiting on these gourmet chefs to show up. They, they've been delayed. It's been like a few days now, and everybody's kind of wondering and worrying, where are these chefs? I don't know what kind of event they have planned, where they need these chefs around, but they're, they're not what they should be, I'll tell you that. Because when you end up finding them, uh, you, you know, Penn gives you some general instruction about which direction they're supposed to be coming from. You go and you find them kind of stranded on an island, but they're not stuck there because of that. Like they could easily keep moving. They're they're more all kind of lying around sick. Turns oh. out that one of the uh, one of the chefs, uh, when going to prepare a meat and rice bowl, decided to use monster meat instead of regular meat, what and the made heck? made dubious food. And now they're all sick. Oh no. So they give you, you know, Zelda's secret recipe, which is basically just the regular rice and meatball. You don't even need that fancy of a meat to make it. 
and you go and you feed it to them and they all get better because of it. <laughs> and you save the day by feeding the gourmets food that they should have just made for themselves to begin with. Well, you heard it here. Eat, eat regular food. When you have food poisoning, it goes away. It's all the logic. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a very silly man. Like, you split one dish between, like, the four of them, and then <laughs> they're all just magically rejuvenated and continue on their way to the stable. So Zelda's then, recipe. Yeah, Zelda's recipe. They had Zelda's recipe. It was just a, a meat and rice bowl, which it doesn't really sound like the recipe that Zelda would be, like, cherishing or holding or teaching or whatever. It just seems way too <laughs> basic, but I don't know. Maybe meat and rice is revolutionary in the land of <laughs> It's the holy food. It's peak. Peak. Peak gourmet. <laughs> as long as you cook the meat just right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Penn's gonna, I think Penn says he's gonna go and, um, not only, you know, write up about what happened, but share that recipe with the world as well, which is, you know. <laughs> oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Not so yeah. I will go be eating that. That, Chalk, Chalk went up to the Hylians for that mission. Actually doesn't have anything to do with Zelda as, as except for the fact that it was her recipe. <laughs> Like that, it, it was never stated that the gourmets like might know where Zelda is. Um, as far as I can remember, it's it's more just like a like they were one of the last ones to talk to her because they got the recipe. Maybe I don't know. Zelda's a force in the kitchen. <laughs> it's where she's been this whole time, guys. Oh. <laughs> so second one I'm gonna put in this is the category Zelda question mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next one is called The Beast and the Princess. So this one is actually spread, like the the rumors of this have spread to all different stables throughout Hyrule um, and a bunch of different stables that you go to. I don't know which ones have these NPCs and which ones don't. The actual place you need to go to find the mission is the new Serene stable, but the uh where you actually find what you're looking for is like out in the jungle of um oh gosh Faron. Faron, yeah yeah welcome to the jungle but this is uh this is the beast like the the legendary beast creature so according to the rumors this beast was rumored to be under princess zelda's control but at the same time it was supposed to be this horrifying thing with big tusks and you just don't want to get near it uh, and so you're sent to investigate and you, you can go and look through like every, every image that the Hylians have of this thing is like blurry. Uh, and you can see the huge tusks or whatever. And it's like, Oh man, this thing looks serious. There's um, like a, I remember it was like some NPC over in the fair, uh, not fair I'm sorry. Elden region. It was like a kind of like a younger NPC, like a teen. And they were talking about the beast in Faron, And at this point, this was like at the point in the game where I had no clue what this was. And they were like, man, if only I had a sword, I would go show my parents what for and I would hunt it or something like that. I'm like, bro, you're like just a few years younger than me. Like you got this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because there's actually a stable. I feel like that's way closer to where you resolve this like there's actually you know there's a stable in Faron, but that's not the one that has the scoop because they know what the beast is because it's like right across the chasm from them there's like a bridge that goes right from the stable over to where this is uh there's actually a um 
a sanctuary set up with one of the, uh, you know, the Zonai researchers, I think. You know, one of the, one of Zelda's crew is is currently watching over this little sanctuary, and it's for Don Dons. It's a it's a unique animal uh, specific to Tears of the Kingdom, is and it's never been in a different game. And they're like these, I don't know. It, to me, I think what happened was, if you guys remember the first Tears of the Kingdom trailer where you saw Link and Zelda and this big ox-looking thing that were all like walking down into the cave together at first. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that they scrapped that ox and turned it into Don Dons instead. Because these things are kind of ox-like, except they're they're kind of almost have a... Uh, you know what it reminds me of is... What does it remind you of? It's, it's ox, but it's like an Ankylosaurus. Yeah. If you guys can visualize an Ankylosaurus. It's very dinosaur-esque for sure, but ox form. <laughs> it's got, well, it's got like the hard scales and like the yeah, the it's very like kind of rockish, like like short legs and stuff. Yeah, he's cool though. Yeah, and so these creatures, I think we may have even talked about them in another episode, but these Dondons are completely peaceful. Uh, if you want, you can feed them luminous stones and come back after a little bit of playtime, and they will have um, turned those luminous stones into some other kind of gemstone for you. Diamond factory! Yeah, you just see gems all over the ground from the luminous stones that you fed them. I think each one can eat five at a time. So if you just want to, you know, do a, do a whole feeding sesh with all of them, you can leave and come back and just get rich immediately. Dang! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not... When I say immediately, you know, you're like you have to actually go do something else because they don't like they will not, as far as I can tell, finish their business while you're still around. I think <laughs> you have to. They're shy. You have to leave and play the game and come back. And you set up a fire and just wait <laughs> for set days. Up a camera system. <laughs> Your pure tablet. <laughs> <laughs> I got my pure pad on you. But clearly the beast is not this big ferocious thing that everyone's like, oh, Zelda had this monster under a control. Not a thing. So um, when you finally tell Penny, he's like, oh, I'll clear up the news and goes and does the thing that he always is doing. I feel like it would have been in Link's best interest to actually just tell Penn there was no such beast because there could be potential like hunters trying to go and find it now. Yeah, I mean, it It doesn't seem like it's a hidden thing. I think the reason that people don't know about it is because it's in Faron. Uh, and who's going to... I mean, like, a lot of Hylians never venture into Faron. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that was supposed to be a secret more than this is just their habitat, and it's not a habitat that's really friendly to visitors in general. <laughs> I mean, the Don Dons are basically impenetrable. It's just, you know... They're, they're hard to take care of because they only eat luminous stones. <laughs> so, yeah. It's cool stuff. I mean, it's definitely a, a, a fun experience to see them, especially if you just kind of wander and happen upon them. It's like, what is this thing? Uh, and then, you know, you can go talk to the researcher, and she's like, oh, yeah, this is Zelda's project. Like, she's taking care of these things. We've, we haven't seen one of these in, you know, forever. We thought they were extinct, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah. Cool little environmental bit in the game. Legend of Zelda Jurassic Park confirmed. <laughs> Basically. 
Welcome to Don Don Park. So the next one after that uh, is Zelda's Golden Horse. And this one I know we've mentioned before in one of our adventure episodes. Yes, we have. I think we actually like, if I'm not mistaken, we talked mostly through the whole thing almost. Or no, we didn't. We kind of tiptoed, I think. Because we were talking about the stable trotters, which is we were talking that. about the Gleok fight that happens right there. Oh, was it that? I think so. And I think your story was that you went and fought the Gleok, and my story was that I just rode the horse around yeah. and didn't get involved. Something like that. Yeah, I think that might have been what happened. Um, but yeah, this this quest was interesting because it's. I believe one of the only quests we actually get a boss reward from. And that would be a golden horse as the quest denotes. But just like the other ones, we start off, we go to Penn and I don't remember the NPC who was there. Was it? um, Oh goodness. I'm trying to really remember here. I don't know if you remember the NPC that was like kind of concerned about the horse. But there's an NPC uh, next to Penn. What are you gonna say? Sorry, um, Harlow. Harlow is the uh, like the stable attendant, like not the actual one that you do business with, but the one that would is in the spot where you'd like customize your horse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so then yeah, Harlow is there, uh, standing next to Penn, and then they're kind of just like freaking out because they explained to you that Princess Zelda's golden horse, which is at the stable, has run away, got spooked. Um, Don't really know why, but an interesting tidbit I actually found out about from uh, like an Insta or TikTok video was that if you don't start this quest and you actually go to the stable, the horse will actually be there. So you can see it before it runs away at the stable, just chilling. I never knew that. Yeah. So you can be like, whoa, golden horse. That'd be so cool to ride. And then little and lo and behold, you can actually get it later. Um, I think I did neat. see this before yeah. the golden horse. And it's like, oh, yeah, Zelda asked me to take care of this. Like it, like the lore is that it's her horse. Mm-hmm. Which um, leads me to believe where the white horse go that she so lo and behold beloved and well, just kind of vanished. Disowned. Yeah, I don't. That is never explained. The horse lore is not continuous between the two games. It seems (laughs) Ganondorf's horse is also gone, but there is a giant white horse, like the horse god horse, um, that is as big as the Ganondorf horse, but is the color scheme of Zelda's horse. So maybe that's like the child of the horses. (laughs) Those two horses are long gone now. Yeah, makes sense. Horse time moves faster in Hyrule. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So, yeah, we, we basically start the quest. Um, Harlow will warn us about a giant, huge monster that we already discussed is is in that direction. And I don't really think you have to trot far or walk far to realize it is a giant flying ice gliok that is flying right around where the horse is. So you can take this one of two ways. Uh, you can be sneaky and just kind of go around the Gleok, um, tame the horse really quick, and then just hightail it on out of there. And 
hope that, you know, he doesn't freeze you both on the way back. Or you can make this your stand and fight the ice Goliath like I tried to do. And it took me a f- many times, but I did it. Be a man. And if this is your first time taming a horse, you're going to want, like, probably just to be safe, at least two stamina wheels. And maybe you want, like, some elixirs, just, you know, some yellow elixirs to give yourself some more stamina. Um, I don't really know how much it takes, but I want to assume it's at least two. Yeah. I but mean, I'm not really sure. I. I couldn't even like that's not a detail that I was gonna try to recount. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then Yeah, so you jump on this majestic golden horse and you trot your way, or I guess not canter, gallop. Which one's the fastest one? Bro, you're talking to the wrong horse guy. Alright, let's just say gallop. I could be wrong. Some horse person can comment and tell us like what the actual term is, because I know there's like a bunch. And you get your way back to the stable, and then Harlow and Penn are super excited to um, have the horse back. And Harlow gives you the royal bridle set, which is also really cool because I put that on like all my horses, um, unless I need the towing set because the royal set is really cool looking. It's basically Zelda's um, set from the last game on the white horse. It's like royalty to the max. The mm. what? Horse drip to the max. Yeah. Got that horse drip. I actually like the night set too because it makes my horse look like the horse guts. Behold, mine dip. Mine drip. <laughs> my dip. Behold, my drip. Oh, goodness. So that's that's that quest. Um, yeah, and you can even get yourself a free pony point too by registering the golden horse because you're probably gonna want to do that when they give it when they give you ownership of the horse. Yeah, yeah. So win-win-win uh, scenario. Find out that you know this isn't really a lead to get to Zelda. Uh, we do save the horse. We also get the horse, uh, and we make some more progress on our on our lucky gazette dealings. Yeah, getting froggy out here. Getting froggy out here. By now, we've for sure earned a piece of the thing. I think you start with the pants and you work your way up. You know, you know how these games. Do. Oh yeah, I found it. By the way, it's four nine, and then all. Okay. Does it go shirt first or pants first? How does it go? It goes sleeves, greaves, and then chest. Sleeves, greaves, <laughs> and chest. All right. Sure. I like <laughs> it. Okay. So, uh, moving on from horses, uh, over to. Uh, goats. Uh, this this next uh, stable that we get directed to is the Tabantha Bridge Stable, where you can find out that a whole bunch of white goats that are normally within the pen have gone missing. Uh, Chalk or Chork? His name is Chork. First of all, let's just stop right there. C H O R K is the dude who's in charge of the goats. Maybe the H is silent and it's just Cork. It's just Cork. I don't know. I kind of like that Chork's got that Chork going for him. Chork it is. What When you say that Chork going for him, what? I was I was meaning more like Torque. You know, it just sounds like he's really just okay. going, going for it. It's an adjective of power. Yeah. <laughs> he's really got that Chork about him. <laughs> All right. All right. So he is remorseful, according to my adventure log. 
Uh, he forgot the recipe that Zelda taught him for what the white goats like to eat. Basically, he, he forgets this recipe, but he remembers that pine cones are a part of it. But he forgets that you're probably supposed to, like, mash up the pine cones. So he just gave the goats full pine cones, which probably maybe that's why Chork is his name, because they probably choked on them pine cones. <laughs> and decided, hey, we don't really like this guy. We're going to we're going to bounce. Um, but what you end up doing is you follow a trail of pine cones. Now, uh, this brings up a serious question is, yeah, how many pine cones did this man give them? Like, there is a serious amount of pine cones that you follow. Yeah. Yeah. These poor goats, man. They were hacking them up the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I usually just use them to get the high jump, like burn them pine cones and just go for it. There you go. But they're yeah, there's an absurd amount of pine codes. You can follow them. It's it's really nice if you just use your scanner uh to find them, either the one that beeps or you can just, you know, look for ultra hand things, you know. Like if you go into ultra hand mode and it it'll highlight things you can use and it'll highlight the pine cones so you can find them easily that way too. Uh and eventually it takes you kinda into where all those plateau weird tree platform things are. Oh yeah. Uh, and you'll find your your white goats all kind of huddled up underneath one of those. Uh, you end up getting them back. I don't even remember how Link manages to get these goats back, other than you know he's Link. He showed up at the right time, and you tell Pen about it. Yeah, we found the goats. We're all good. No Zelda, just a recipe. Uh, Dang it! I remember finding the actual bottled recipe, but I don't remember where uh, in relation to the goats it was. <laughs> Just like in the middle of the pile. Now we can feed goats. Yeah. So now, 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 Chork can feed the goats properly, uh, and the the stable is saved. Yay! Uh, so, so between between <laughs> this and the whole Don Don thing and the Golden Horse thing, it seems like Zelda's seriously an animal person. Just want to yeah. toss that out there. Seems to be very into um, the caring for animals and nature in general. Yeah, she took care of them animals throughout Hyrule, man. Yeah, I think it's she's think a it's good just, person, right? It's it's really trying to build up the uh, the compassionate part of her character, right? Like, oh, look at her; she's everywhere, just loving on animals. Ah, <laughs> that's our princess, just doing the right thing. Yeah. Speaking of, that's our princess. <laughs> um, the next mission is called "For Our Princess." Oh, jeez, for the princess. And I think Anthony said that he wanted to talk about this one, at least to start us off. We go over to uh, the Foothill Stable. It's like in Elden somewhere, like towards, I guess, the bottom of the volcano-ish. And yeah, I would say like kind of between Elden and Akala. Okay, in that's that, where in I that thought zone, it was. In that direction. Yeah, it's in like the cool down zone of Elden. And... You get to the stable, and I, I just want to say, so you probably don't see Pen right away when you get to the stable. You probably don't even notice the stable itself before you see what's at the stable. So there's just a bunch of dudes and a bunch of gales just hanging out in their underpants around this, like, multi-faceted hot spring. And they're just chilling around the stable. They're all in their underpants. And you're probably in the game wondering, like, all right, so I just got done with a bunch of, like, rock-addicted Gorons. What could this possibly be about? 
And then you learn when you talk to Penn and the dudes who are in their underpants when you try to talk to them that Zelda had insisted that they just strip down to their underwear to be the best of themselves and do everything in their underwear <laughs> and that they'll make scientific breakthroughs and be better in their research when they don't have the worries of clothes. Underwear power. Yeah. Um, one clarification, uh, it's all dudes. I think that was just Nintendo trying to play it safe. Oh, um, okay. I was yeah. yeah. There, there are women who are a part of this story, but not, not at this oh, point. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. The women were like standing around like, what's going on? Like, yeah, why are you guys doing this? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, now you're probably wondering to yourself, that doesn't sound like Zelda, right? Now, why would Zelda ask a bunch of dudes just to go out in their underpants and do some research in the research commission? Because they're all research commission people. You're just like, that doesn't really sound like Zelda. And then you find out that a couple of the underpants dudes headed off to tackle a nearby monster den because it was oh, no. causing, causing trouble. And they went off in, their, in, in the, the brisk morning breeze with their underwear. What are they doing? <laughs> and They're gonna make an armorless raid. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. So you get there, and you get to the monster den. Um, you skip everything going on there on the way there, and it's it's a dude, both same same bowl haircut. It's Drant and Sango, and. They're at the front of the cave, and they are terrified. I mean, these dudes don't have weapons. They don't got clothes. They got bull cuts. They're just about to use their fists on these monsters in the den. Oh, no. You, you kind of walk in, and you're like, uh, guys, I mean, you know, this is all really noble and stuff, but, like, what are you doing out here? And then they're like, Princess Zelda sent us out very specifically, very specific directions to make sure. Oh, how, how did they word it? It was like. To broaden your mind and body, we must be out in the nude. Or something <laughs> like that. We have to explore in our underpants. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have to leave the safety of the indoor study for the exploration in the wild. So weird. <laughs> yeah. So they're scared. And they're like, we want to do this, but we don't really want to. And then they're like, we have to try it without gear, too. And then you kind of just volunteer yourself. And they're like, are you crazy? They're, I think they specifically say, like, hey, maybe the hero can show us how it's done. <laughs> they kind of throw oh, a in at you. Not, not only do they, uh, they don't want to do it, but they decide to um, task you with doing this no armor raid. Um, which, you know, is kind of funny because I feel like a lot of players of Breath of the Wild would just run around with no armor. And this game, too, I feel like a lot of people have played it that way, where it's just like, I just want to play armorless Link and run around naked. Yeah, and I feel like for anyone who either did Eventide Island in Breath of the Wild or any of the shrines that start you out, the Courage shrines that start you out with no weapons, like, you're going to have a fine time at this. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, they give you a bunch of rocks and sticks and stuff, and you can just go and make your own way and do Ultra Hand and stick a bunch of goobly guck together and fight all the monsters. And I, I'm pretty sure, like, the toughest monster in there was a Moblin, and that's, you know, they're not that tough. 
I'm not even so, sure you had to not use weapons. I think you could still just bring in whatever you had. No, they take it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah certain certain all. trends and stuff, yeah. And but they usually give you somewhat decent weapons in it. Yeah, I didn't remember like struggling at all and then I know that like you get back there and they're like, "Wow, I can't believe you actually did that." you live up to Zelda's like request or whatever. And then they give you your stuff back and tell you to meet you at the stable. And then you go to the stable and Penn kind of just like chums this one up and he's like, well, I guess, uh, I guess we took this one out. Zelda's not really here. There's that they're still doing their thing. Um, and you helped. So yeah, I'll report whatever this is. <laughs> he kind of was like confused from what I remember. Yeah. Uh and then I I will just say one of the um one of the Zonai research team uh one of the women <laughs> comes up and is like just scolds all these dudes and he's like what on earth are you doing? Um Zelda said to explore all other paths, not explore in underpants. And <laughs> So, oh no! Most of them end up armoring back up. Um, there are a couple of them that I think later you can still find in their underpants, like being like, "Hey, I actually learned a lot when I was doing my whole, uh, you know, naked studies out here." So we're we're still just gonna keep doing it. Yeah, uh, and that's definitely why it's you'll because find you're them naked. You find them like <laughs> doing push-ups out on a rock or something random. But, mind um, and body, but mind most and body. goes back on. It was honestly my favorite of the Lucky Clover quests for sure. The stable quests. It was it was so weird to stream it. I oh, I bet. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey guys, I don't know what Nintendo's up to right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna roll with it. Pretend like this isn't a big deal. Here, I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna send a picture in chat for Cameron so he has some visualization of. Whichever, whichever one of them was the one that heard Zelda say "explore other paths" and thought she said "explore in your underpants." They need to be stuck in a well for a while. Cause I mean, like, what? You didn't think to ask any questions when you heard that. Like, what? You just totally believed your own ears right then and there. Yeah. And you fell fine with that choice. <laughs> so, speaking of believing your own eyes and ears, our next. Our next Lucky Gazette mission is the All-Clucking Cuckoo. Or the oh, All-Clucking no. Cuckoo, if you want to pronounce it like, you know, here's the kingdom does. Um, this one happens at the South Akala stable. Uh, you know, Penn is there talking about there's this rumor of a prophecy-speaking cuckoo uh, that people keep going to to get their fortunes read. And it's just up the hill. It's very nearby the stable. And if you go up there, you will, in fact, find a bunch of Hylians lined up to talk to a cuckoo on a stump. If you get up to this chicken, it will tell you uh, that it needs to test you as the hero. At least I believe that's kind of how it goes. It's like, hey, I, I, you know, I see this is your future. You will find Zelda, blah, blah, blah. Um, but here's what you're going to do first. I have to test your, your, you know, your conviction and your whatever. So they send you on a couple missions. Um, one is to climb up to the top of the stable. Uh, one is to cut down a bunch of trees, like bring three tree trunks back here in a, within a time limit. Everything's timed with this character. Um, You're getting tested you, by a chicken? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so then after you do these, like after you get the trunks, like the trees back up to the chicken um, and you pass it, it's like, oh, I bet you're feeling pretty tired after all that. Perfect for, you know, <laughs> for for this next bit. Like, and it oh, turns out no. it's a handbook. No. <laughs> the whole thing was just a trick to try to tire you out so that they could take advantage. And then you wreck them because, again, they only brought like three or four. Yeah. They dressed up as a chicken. Yeah. They pretended to be the voice of the chicken. My it's, favorite. It's actually one of the most hilarious missions because the chicken doesn't even like the chicken acts like it's a prophet. Like it just very much like does the whole like fortune teller bit. Um, and it is hilarious. I think my favorite part of the mission is when you're walking up the hill from the stable to get to the tree there's like this dude in this like um what's her name this like cc mushroom outfit that's walking oh. by and he's just like I'm so amazed by this chicken he's like the all clucking cuckoo with an exclamation point as he walks by you and he goes wow i'm like bruh what the heck? yeah cause i think there's somebody at the chicken when you get up there too yeah, who's just indecisive about what they want to ask about, and then there's like another person in line who's like, "This is taking so long. I just wanted to get my fortune read." And then there's the dude you're talking about who's so amazed. And what I didn't realize until just now is they probably were the Yiga, at least probably, like maybe yeah. like the two of them with the chicken. Yeah. The Yiga um, are like the Team Rocket in this game. Somehow both <laughs> so disappointing and so impressive at the same time. Like they appear out of nowhere and they disappear and they always survive. And it's like, how do you do that? And then at the same time, they're just dressing up as no-name people and wandering around in the middle of nowhere until Link just goes up to them. Or they're pretending to be a chicken until Link gets there. Just so that they can ambush him with a couple people. <laughs> like, how are you wasting your resources like this? It's great. Uh, they they be scheming, man. I don't know. <laughs> they, they be scheming, all right? Like five year olds. <laughs> Let's put some bananas on the ground, and when he goes to take them, we'll attack them. <laughs> like, come on, it's a real thing. He'll be real distracted eating them. He won't even be able to defend himself. We like bananas. He must love bananas. Like, come on, guys. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to talk more about the Yiga. We have a Yiga episode planned for this season, and some of the stuff that happens with the Yiga that's not this set of missions, pretty great. It's so ridiculous. I gotta love it. They are. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole different league of villains. It is, um... Yeah. Yeah. Gannon got nothing on these guys. (laughs) He's got got no use for them either. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) He's just like, let him be. I don't even want him. I feel like Ganondorf has more loyalty and use out of Bacoblins than the Yiga. Yeah, the stuff he just makes. Yeah, everything's kind of enacting his will. He doesn't even talk to the Yiga. (laughs) He's like, yeah, a bunch of fanatics out here trying to serve, but they're clowns. Pretty much. They got jokes, though. They do got jokes. Um, And bananas. All, all clucking cuckoo. To me, that that's the pinnacle mission of all of these. I know your favorite is the for our princess. My favorite's the all clucking cuckoo. It's a good one. Yeah, 
the next one on our list is the missing farm tools. <gasps> is this the boss of Breath of the Wild? It is. And this uh, takes place at the wetland stable. Flower Blade Ganon? Yeah. You know it. Oh. Flower Blade Ganon. I remember Zelda in this one also was portrayed as a good person. Um, yeah, it, by the conclusion of it, yeah. Yeah. So it's it starts out, and you I mean, you can talk to Penn, and he's like, oh, yeah, somebody down the way said that Zelda borrowed his, um, his garden tools and never returned them. So then you go over and you talk to this guy and he's like he's at the dock and he's like yeah Zelda took some farm tools and took them down the river and never came back uh, and you, you very clearly get the impression that this all happened long before she actually disappeared but when you get on the raft and you go down the river you get to the it's a it's a sandbar it's called the uh, the Florette sandbar um, and Magda is there who is known as Flower Blight Cannon and she's just chilling, making a flower garden on this sandbar. Of course she is. Deviously. Yeah. Uh, and basically she says, oh yeah, me and Zelda started this garden together. We were going to return the tools, but then, you know, the, you know, with just me working here, the project's been taking a lot longer, blah, blah, blah. Zelda's gone, right? So again, no real leads as to where Zelda is. Just another little story about how she was helping real people do real community projects. <laughs> Even though no one's ever going to see this flower garden. Building flower beds. Right. Uh, and that's the missing farm tools mission. It, to me, I mean, a little bit of a throwaway, except for, you know, Return of Magna. Magda was, was kind of cool to see. Did that's, you get the farm tools back, or did you go back and tell the guy it's going to be longer, or just drop I, it? I think what happens is that you explain what happened. Like the other, I think the guy even shows up and sees what's happening. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess if you still need them, then that's fine. <laughs> it's like, it's nothing. Nothing happens. It's fine. You get, you get, you know, your paycheck from Penn. Keep it moving. Another story for the books. Yeah. Another story for the books. Missing farm tools. They're just in use. <laughs> still being used. Everybody. That's crazy. Not missing. Whoa. Uh, yeah. The next one is Princess Zelda kidnapped. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. No. Uh, so this one, the Gazette itself uh, gets a letter stating that uh, <clears throat> that the Yiga like have sent this ransom note, basically saying, we've captured Zelda. We've taken her to the, I don't remember, the heart of the, here, I think I have the text up. Hold on. To the carved out heart of the towering twins. Um, so you actually start this mission in the Dueling Peaks stable. Uh, you'll find Penn up on top of the stable, and he tells you the story about the letter. Uh, so he's like, the Yiga have Zelda, she's up there on that mountain. Something about me being a bird, but I can't take on the Yiga. Uh, so you're gonna have to climb up there yourself, go rescue her, blah blah blah, right? Um, I don't even remember That's how he explains it. the problem. He's just, he's just looking from a distance, being like, how dare they? Uh, <laughs> So, so you can go and you can, um, I'm like it, it, up, up to the carved out heart. I don't remember how high it's, I think it's close to the peak. Yeah. Uh, of the one of the dueling peaks and you'll find a metal box, kind of like the ones that are in the goblin camps that you can use to like put over top of things and just trap them. 
um, but inside the box is straight up Zelda's character model. And now I just want to say, like, you know, okay, you get here, you see Zelda, and now I don't know if you've done one or two or three or four of these these quests or you've interacted with the Yiga, but you're like, this is this this suspicious. Is this really Zelda? And now, at this point, I was like, this can't be Zelda. Like, these Yiga are getting so good at Shadow Clone Jutsu. Her voice, she's like, oh, Link, please help me. I was like, oh, you guys are good. You guys are real good. <laughs> First Rolera, now this. <laughs> and um, like, I don't know who both these people are. <laughs> I have the text of the guy. I just loved it so much. It's just like, it just, this is why they're comedians, okay? Like, you ultra hand the crate up, and then it goes to a cutscene where Zelda says, Bahaha, I knew we'd lure in some heroic wannabes if we use Zelda as bait, but we've even managed to snare you. Hey, don't worry. Once we find the real Zelda, we'll send you to join you. Ha <laughs> promise. And then, you know, obviously they turn into Yiga. I because brought like two or three guys. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see that coming. That's how we did. Shrek again. I'm telling you, man, they're comedians. They would 100% pass the the clone jutsu test at the Ninja Academy in Naruto. It is especially is um, devoiding Oofing himself away. of all kind of uniqueness and personality to <laughs> make jokes and um, fail. You know, they kind of they come across like they're shadow clones, even though they are technically all different people. Yeah, yeah. That's just one guy, just a bunch of Yiga clones. <laughs> Is that your official theory on the Yiga? <laughs> There's only like six of them. They're just using a bunch of shadow clones. Yeah, they right. Got, they got like two heavies and four grunts, and they just kind of and Koga. <laughs> they're everywhere. They're just everywhere. They're just a family. <laughs> they all use shadow clones. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, it does seem weird that there would be, I don't know, however many, well, like a dozen people in Kakariko, uh, and then the competing clan has like hundreds. I, I It might very well be the same person just coming back over and over again. Um, or yeah. The same smaller group. I mean, that's not a bad reading. The only thing that makes me like don't believe that is they do have quite a bit of hideouts in the depths, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the Yiga episode, but. It may, yeah, and those are all manned. They have as well. a larger yeah. force, so I don't know. The, the Yiga rivals the entire population of Hyrule. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be our um our uh, our audience question. <laughs> it's gonna be like, how many Yiga are there? <laughs> is there is there single digits? Is it what double digits or is it triple digits? <laughs> like what what are we working with? Twenty twenty seven, The Legend of Zelda: Rise of the Yiga. Rise of the Yiga. There like are it. no Hylians left. <laughs> the war with the Yiga has come. That sounds like a Hyrule Warriors game. game. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> You're just slashing through them. <laughs> but we're almost wrapping up here. I mean, we only have two left to talk about. And the next one on the list is an eerie voice. And I, here's the thing. This one is very text-reliant. And I don't even know that I could tell you the better details of this story. But the general thing is you, you go to Highland Stable and Penn tells you that people have been hearing strange singing 
that sounds very ominous and very threatening <laughs> uh, out in the field, and they can't figure out what, what's actually happening, where it's coming from. I have no idea how it's connected to Princess Zelda. I don't know if they think that the voice is her, just because it's a female voice. Uh, very strange conclusion to jump to. But if I had the actual lines, I could tell you more. I mean, even when I was playing it, I kind of missed what the lines were because you can listen for a bit before you go and find the source. And I found the source just immediately. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't get to figure out what the actual lyrics of this song were. Um, basically, what happens is you can go out into this field and you can hear the singing. And it is some dark lyrics about, you know, darkness and doom, um, you know death and all that <laughs> and that is until you jump down into a well and find a woman who is practicing her singing down in the well and none of the lyrics are actually like that it's just what you miss here through the ground mm. and that's kind of the idea of it and then she turns into a yiga no, i'm just kidding <laughs> no but she does she's like oh people can hear me i didn't even know people could hear me and which is kind of funny that to me is like a um Makar reference from Wind Waker, like when he's practicing his uh, fiddle beneath the waterfall. He's like, I didn't know people could hear me outside. I guess I got to find a better practice spot. She kind of has the exact same statement of like, oh, I didn't realize I could be heard. Okay. Well, I, I'm not definitely not singing about darkness and doom, though. So whatever that's going on, I, I better <laughs> you know, put that to rest. Sorry. Uh, so you go and you tell Penn about it. And he's like, oh, she was just underground and we couldn't hear her right interesting and that's the whole that's the whole like bit. you could tell pen anything and he's just like oh it was this all right let me write a story out <laughs> yeah you could just tell pen that you get attacked every story and he'd be like oh wow that's crazy i would have never guessed pen's whole career is like finders fees basically he's just like oh i found a, a lead and then you do all the work and then he's like i'm gonna write up what you did yeah, basically. I mean, I he guess he does the paperwork. Yeah, it makes you a pretty good team, I guess. Because I mean, listen, I don't want to do the paperwork. Yeah, I'm being honest. The field up. Yeah, I don't want to be the one doing the write up. I want to. I want to be doing the hands on work anyway. So that works out for me. But um, yeah, it's just he's always just kind of there to watch what you do. <laughs> um, so the last one, I wish we had ended on a, a better one, but we did just go by adventure log order is the blocked well. This is in the uh, Gorillos Canyon stable. You, you, know, you find Penn at the stable. And he talks about how Princess Zelda didn't want anyone to use the well. So she locked it up, but nobody knows why she locked it up. And you know, the suspicion is maybe there's a clue as to her whereabouts down here. Like maybe if we can actually get into it, we can figure out why it's hidden, etc. Like maybe there's a clue. Okay. So you being Link, you go down there, you dig your way through the blockage because it's like straight up, like collapsed in basically. Uh, and what you find is a huge monster den. No, oh, it's so, crazy. Like there could be like uh, lots of monsters like in there. Yeah, there are a lot of mushrooms too, if I remember right. Good amount of things to pick up. <laughs> Uh, but you fight your way through the whole monster den. You don't find any clues. You don't find any Zeldas. So you head back out and you tell Penn about it. And he's like, oh, so it's just a monster den. She was trying to keep everybody safe. All right, cool. I'm going to write it up. 
you just imagine like when i was going through that like you put yourself in link shoes like he's he's visualizing that zelda might be down here and you go down there and he's just fighting off all these monsters and then he sees like lizzo voss and a like like and he's like oh a like like zelda are you in there god open up like like just expecting to find her everywhere opens the chest are you in here are you in here it turns out Zelda started a library and nobody knows why. <laughs> because she liked to read, Pen. <laughs> She's not in the library, my guy. It's just everything that has anything to do with Zelda. He just is like, well, I mean, listen, nobody understands what's going on here. But Zelda is somewhere involved. She she wrote the food recipe, my guy. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. She was here at one point. She, before she disappeared, she was here, and maybe we'll find a clue if we talk to enough people. Pretty Turns much. out she's not here. Like I thought we knew that when we came. Like we knew she wasn't here. That's not <laughs> even what we were looking for, Pen. We were closer to finding Zelda doing the main four region quests than we are doing these. We were, because we actually learned, you know, exactly what Zelda was doing back in the day. Yeah. What what the result of that was. Um but yeah, at that point, we are, are done with the Lucky Clover quests, and we get our last piece of frog gear. Frog gear! Climbing on the walls get, for free. Is any closer to finding Zelda? That was like a carrot on a stick that got daggled in front of Link with like pieces of gear thrown at him to keep him happy, just to get him new stories. Yeah. So, so I think roughly eight of these missions were just either... People who had some kind of association with Zelda or some kind of instruction from Zelda uh, or people who were just mistaken for for being Zelda. And then the other three were Yiga plots. Darn Yiga. Um, so, I mean, eight to three, highly into Yiga. Not bad. The Yiga, the Yiga weren't doing everything, but um, plenty of mysteries were just kind of meh, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was fun to go around with Penn. Um, the one thing I'll say is after you're done with this, uh, Penn does reference um, our favorite Rito from Tears or from Breath of the Wild. <clears throat> Cass. Cass boy. Yes. Um, the worst father of the year. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Cass, the, uh, the absentee father of Tears of the Kingdom. Um, he talks about how he's going to go to this Sorry, so in Breath of the Wild, there was this shrine that you had to stand on naked at the Blood Moon. And right above that was, like, one of those tree things, but it was one that had a camp set up on it. And Cass was up there, and he talks about how, like, his his mentor used to go up there to, like, think about things and figure things out. Um, and so Penn tells you, hey, I'm heading over to this one place where they say that this... this uh, this musician used to go and like spend time thinking, and I need to figure out what my next steps are. He's like, we made a really good team, but I guess our adventure is over now. And he's just like super melancholy about it. And okay. so he says he's going to this place. And I'm like, it, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, I found Cass. We're going to go there and Cass is going to be there. And it's going to be this amazing reunion. No, <laughs> you, you go there and it's just Penn. <laughs> and mm. he's just chilling and he's just contemplating life. And I'm like, come on game. You, they dangled it. Cass is gone, man. Cass is gone. They, they replaced him with Pen. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Hyrule is so empty without Cass. 
Yeah. And Mist just coming up on his music randomly when as I'm exploring. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead, we got Mr. Sorlong instead. And I mean, mm. that's fine. He's a cool character, but he's, he's not Cass. No, nah, he doesn't have the cool factor. So let me wrap something or let me let me throw something at you guys while we wrap up here. We finished eight to three. But how do we know that the Yiga didn't start these quests? I mean, let's be real. How do we know that the Yiga didn't let the golden horse off? You know, how do we know that they didn't cause the acorns or the pine cones mess fiasco? We don't know. It could have been the Yiga. Rise of the Yiga. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm not really one for conspiracy theories. No, I'm not. I'm not conspiracy. I'm just being just being comedic like the Yiga. Oh, I gotcha. One thing I just want to clear up, uh, that location I was trying to think of was Washa's Bluff. Uh, that's where that's where Penn ends up going to contemplate his next move in life. Um, and they really do mm. make it seem like you're going to find Cass there, but then you don't. And it's very upsetting. Mm. It's like, that's all I want. If they did a DLC and it Cass cost DLC? like 15 bucks and all it did was put Cass back in the game, <laughs> I would be tempted. <laughs> I would be seriously tempted. <laughs> He's got to have wow. at least like a new quest chain for you. Yeah, I mean that would be the the least that you could. You know, you'd have to expect them to at least do that. But you know, it's if great. they made it very clear, hey, he's not going to do anything aside from <laughs> have a conversation with Penn that you can listen in on. I'd be like, yes, please. <laughs> so you know what's great about um, Wash's Bluff because I just found it in the real world map here. Um, it's the Sister Mountain to satori mountain it is right across the river there yeah yeah it's kind of cool tidbit i don't think it means anything but it's like two really important mountains right next to each other so much impact (laughs) (laughs) they're mound twins oh gosh (laughs) well do we have anything else I don't think we do. I think that's all 11 missions, and I think I think I think we're done here. <laughs> that went a lot faster than I thought it would, but I mean, it did make for a whole episode. So, hey, no regrets here. A lot of work goes into making the news. Yeah. So, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been our episode of A for No, B for Yes. Please catch our next article coming at you in a few weeks. Uh, stay on top of the latest and greatest Tears of the Kingdom news uh, with your boys over at A for No, B for Yes. Extra, extra, did you get all that?